0: On today's episode of Conservative Roundup, I'm joined by Rob Morrison, the MP for Kootenai, Columbia. All right, everyone, welcome back to episode 64 of Conservative Roundup. Today I'm joined by Rob Morrison, the MP for Kootenai, Columbia. Well, thank you so much for, for being here, Rob. It's great to have you.
1: Great. I'm glad to be here.
0: Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, let's see now, i was worked over 30 years in the RCMP prior to Entering politics, uh, I live in Creston, which is a small town outside of Cranbrook, uh, in the riding of including Columbia. Uh, in my 35 years, I was involved in... Uh, uh, I started off in, a, in Creston detachment, actually, was my first posting. And then from there, I went to a drug enforcement unit in Vancouver, and from there, I went to what's called Special Eye, uh, which is a covert electronic surveillance group and worked in Vancouver and Kelowna there and then, after that, I went in charge of a border security or border enforcement unit in Nelson, and then went back to Vancouver in charge of the covert operations for the RCMP for British Columbia. And then I went to Pakistan as a diplomat, uh, lived in Islamabad, and worked uh, with 17 countries on intelligence gathering uh, stuff to help uh help us uh, in national security type uh, events and uh, and also helping canadians abroad and also people who were having issues who were from a country that i was representing helping them out as well i came back and basically ended my career uh in i was working on a intelligence sharing initiative in ottawa with the treasury board secretariat and that uh, was some intelligence sharing between Canadian law enforcement agencies and internationally so and then I retired and uh, became a security consultant for a bit and then uh, decided to enter the world of politics to see what I could do for Cookie Columbia.
0: Wow what's kind of what kind of made you want to jump in what made you kind of want to go into politics after after that those careers?
1: Yeah I think a lot uh, to do with my background I really I think we need to do a lot of work on, on national security on sharing information and You know, even just sharing information on gangs and organized crime. I think we can do such a better job, and I thought being in federal politics that that would be the place to do that. Plus, talking to a lot of friends who, you know, like seniors, the help they need, and didn't feel maybe they were being represented as well as they could be so mm. I thought oh, I'd like to conserve a platform I'm uh, I'm a right and centric on certain things like I'm centric on on drugs uh, on some issues where I think we can help people uh not to just send them to jail but if we're going to send them to jail let's let's get them help while they're in there that sort of thing
0: nice well what's what's kind of been the, the best part of being an mp so far is is it the people is it being in the house what's kind of like the, the specialty of okay. it
1: it was pretty cool to sit down in the seat you know when we started off and, mm-hmm. and to be part of that group uh, that was pretty interesting it's pretty uh you get pretty you get intimidated easily because a lot of the people have been there a long time and you're new and don't know what the procedures are mm-hmm. but uh, it is fun to represent people it's i think the best part about it is i get to travel to you know, for me, like a seven hour drive is to Revelstoke. So I get to go to Revelstoke and Golden and over to Nelson and over to Sparwood and Elkford and small communities like Yak and places where people are pretty excited to talk to me. So Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the fun of it is being able to go and and help people in especially rural communities and that because we really are pretty rural Mm -hmm. and see what their needs are, which is different than our urban centers. Mm -hmm. So there's always that divide between urban and rural and Mm -hmm. we're pretty rural.
0: Yeah, and we have kind of seen over the last, I guess we're coming up to seven years now, is kind of that that divide that Justin Trudeau Trudeau's put in there between urban and rural. Between, I mean, it, I mean, there's so many things that he's kind of divided on now. I mean, the the Bloc Quebec, all well, the separatist parties, they're gained. I mean, Western alienation, serious again. I mean, like there's so many important things. So I mean, kind of is it, is it kind of now big, different in the House? Like, there's only a number of you, and then because there used to be like 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 at least over a hundred at a time, right? Is it?
1: yeah it's pretty disappointing you know mm-hmm. because yeah you're right there's only i think 15 or 20 i think maximum and usually 15. so you really don't get to feel that when we first started where everybody was there and you could feel the energy and of course qp which is basically where we you know that's the biggest televised part of it and that's where you kind of you know can can make uh, hopefully the the government uh, you know look pretty disappointing because they're not really doing anything and so we try mm-hmm. to get at that it's hard to do that virtually like this it's it's way like right now if it wasn't for this I'd, I'd be in your office you'd be in mine we'd be having a full discussion so mm-hmm. um that that's the hard part is just we're not it's just not that much uh we're not getting that the, the full value of being a parliamentarian
0: definitely uh, a lot of i mean yeah definitely all the the newcomers are team, they're kind of being being left out i mean they only got that couple months and then the, the christmas break hit and then they only got like a week or two and then and then uh then that happened right i mean it's it's definitely something that uh, you kind of want to look forward to as mp you got to have like hundreds of you then there's like it's like a real. it's actually really cool <laughs> like just even watching it on video but i mean kind of a lot like the lines of I mean what are some uh, some issues that your constituents have currently or situations or um i guess grievances you could say
1: yeah well i mean there's I, there's a lot i think a big one big one is seniors because we do have a lot of a senior population here and seniors are really being left behind like during COVID, there's a lot of help for a lot of people who you know lost their jobs, and that seniors are living. A lot of them are living on on the old age pension and CPP, so fifteen hundred dollars a month is kind of what they're getting. And look at the cost of everything today. It's it, I mean inflation's going way mm-hmm. up, and they're they're not getting any more money at all. So I think we really got to look at uh, seniors' uh, housing and seniors just supporting them with uh, with much more financial support, like you know taking taxes off uh, cpp and things like that just mm-hmm. to to help them uh, to be able to afford the things they need like i an example is a a woman in my riding she had to have her teeth had dentures in her teeth so she had to she had to take them out and send them and it was $2500 she didn't have any money and wow. without the dentures she could only eat like soft foods because she couldn't chew and and that's kind of the reality with a lot of our seniors it's pretty sad when they can't even eat their food cuz they can't afford so i went down and helped out and you know paid a, a bit of money to help her get her, her dentures back cuz they weren't going to give them back till she paid the money so that's those things are are common everywhere and it's really mm-hmm. unfortunate we really have to focus i mean they're they're the ones that, that helped us right they're the ones that got us to where we are so we got to we have to remember that Mm-hmm. And then after, after that, uh, another issue here is of course, tourism and, and hospitality, guiding outfitters. This, this pandemic has uh, just destroyed our guiding outfitting communities and, mm-hmm. and even our, our tourism and, and hospitality, they, all they want is a plan. Like what's the plan? Like we don't have a federal plan. So like borders opening, like I, I heard just today that they might be keeping that closed till July 21st. And mm. I just don't get it. I, I just don't understand that we we live, I've got four border crossings in, in Cooley, Columbia, and we're just waiting to get those open. And of mm. course, internationally, the guiding outfitters and a lot of our, our hospitality is, is driven by foreign, you know, people coming here from internationally. And if the airports aren't open to allow them to come in safely, you know, what's going on? I've been asking for months, well, actually probably more now, almost since it started. <laughs> we have rapid testing approved in Canada from Health Canada. Why does, are they not at the border crossings? When you pull up, you do a rapid test, takes 20 minutes, I think it's even down to like 10 minutes. or. Wow. And if you're negative, you go on your way. It's it, same with airports, if you're negative, you just head on your way. Like, I, I don't understand the, the the fact that people who have had two shots of approved uh, a vaccine, for example, coming to the border and have to quarantine for 14 days. Like, that's mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous, mm-hmm. you know? So those are a couple of things, uh, you know, we always are concerned with, uh, you know, a lot of people, I'm a conservative, so they think, well, this environment, but I, I am, uh, you know, I've got five children. I, I I, want them to have what I have out in, in the Kootenays, and I'm kind of working on a, a bit of a, a thing on an electric train mm-hmm. to do a passenger train service and also a commuter train over in Nelson and then also through Cranbrook and up, wow. up the Columbia Valley and maybe even, you know, into uh, the Fernie area and stuff like that. So kind of trying to do our part to, to reduce the, the, the carbon footprint and that, and that, that is important for, for a lot of residents. I think they want to have the future the same. I mean, we, here's a real conservative thing. We've got to pay this debt back. People sometimes forget that the you know we are one trillion dollars in debt, and uh, the only way you can pay that back is taxes. So, our energy sector, which I support like a hundred percent, those are the people who pay taxes. The yeah. people who work there, and we have a lot of people directly affected by the energy sector in our riding, plus indirectly because we get a lot of tourism from the energy sector uh, employees. So. I think we need to work with the energy sector on developing greener technology and greener energy. But uh, this idea of uh, let's shut everything down—well, who's going to pay that? Who's going to pay that? And it's going to mm-hmm. be the middle classes that are going to end up paying all the big bill, which is not not us, but our children and their children, and after that. So, we've mm-hmm. got a bit of work to do on those areas.
0: No, no, definitely. Yeah, you hit the the nail right on the head with that. I mean, I mean, look at the uh, the states. I mean, the Republicans and the, as well as the Democrats. I mean, they're ready. They're saying let's open up the border. I mean, just uh, months ago, they were scared of of, Can- of Canadians coming into the America uh, into America. Uh, that was the other way around. Like, like months prior to that. I mean, the vaccine rollout as well as the restrictions. I mean, it's just been horrendous on Justin Trudeau's part. I mean, as you said, the the two week quarantine thing. Justin Trudeau he only had to spend one night in a quarantine hotel and then he got to go home to his to his little cottage.
1: Right. And you know that's so what's going to happen there is he's probably going to announce on Monday that if you're fully vaccinated once you get your negative test which takes a day then you're on your way. Which mm-hmm. is exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. But I mean to me there's no still no recreation travel. You and I can't go down to Las Vegas for a weekend for example that's mm-hmm. just is not going to happen until the 21st of July which again I don't understand uh, you know we we were way behind and we still are with double doses they, they've done a, a job with the first dose but double doses were way behind and that's only because we we contracted china to do our vaccines and it just fell flat we got nothing out of that and then all of mm-hmm. a sudden it was like well let's Let's uh, see what we can get from the other suppliers like Pfizer, Moderna, uh, you know, AstraZeneca, and, and Johnson Johnson. But mm-hmm. hey, we were so far behind. I like we there's nine thousand contracts that the government's let out since COVID that they won't show us what's in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Nine
1: thousand. So well, how much money are we actually spending here, and where's it going?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, like when you go to like when you when you when you pull up to like like Health Committee or Finance Committee. You don't get any accountability. You don't get any information tabled. You you can't get like a single penny or dime squeezed out of the health minister or the parliamentary secretary or even PHAC. PHAC's right under the under the thumb of uh, Theresa Tam. I mean, it, it it's so – it's barbaric, I mean, personally. I mean, I'm going to use an example here. I mean, New York, the most second-woken socialist state in America. I mean, there's – I mean, they reached the 70% uh, vaccinated threshold uh, – just Tuesday, I mean, they they fully reopened with no masks, no restrictions. And they're the, and, and here in, in the GTA, I mean, Aaron's riding. it's the, I mean, Ontario's hit the 30% threshold. We're only in stage two with masks. I mean, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, Toronto's the most locked down city in America. I mean, a lot of people, they're packing up and saying, well, hey, I can't do this in, in, in Canada. I'm having people say my business isn't essential, so they take their business down south to the border, down like Florida, Texas, South Dakota. I mean, that's what a lot of people are doing because I mean, they I mean they can't hang on any longer. I mean, they have two carbon taxes, the income tax, the luxury tax, inflation. All all of that plays in into their tax, and that affects them all the while trying to to stay I guess alive with their with their business.
1: Well, even it wasn't it Ontario that shut down their golf courses? <laughs> so how ridiculous is that shutting Mm -hmm. down golf courses or parks we I think across Canada shutting down parks so when you want to take your children out or just go for a walk in through no the parks are closed it's like how ridiculous is that Mm -hmm. and look at the mental health like you're talking about not only you know financial people moving out of the country but mentally crap people are going crazy like they got to get out, mm-hmm. which is why we're having a barbecue for Sam Steele Days in Cranbrook. <laughs> so we're having a barbecue today, but we are allowed 50 people outside. at one, so we're just gonna move them along. Whoever mm-hmm. comes for a free hamburger, whatever. So mm. we're trying to get people out of the house to, you know, like there's it's summer. Like let's let's get going here. No,
0: mm-hmm. oh, no, definitely. I mean at another point. I mean they they closed the campgrounds as well. One of the I I mean like they, like they just uh, reopened up what was it last week and they they closed the entire may long weekend they just opened it midway midway through June literally midway through June I I mean like like a lot of people they're like they're just like, they're going well well hey what about this I mean yeah, like like we've seen like so many people I mean like they've just skipped the rules I mean completely I mean uh, literally like people are so fed up to the point that they're that they're like well I, I like I literally can't do anything I mean They here. I mean, obviously, we don't have checkpoints like you you guys did, but it's like like people like literally they they said you can you can go for a walk, but it has to be on your street. That's how far that's went only and that's just for walks. That's
1: crazy. It's
0: Mm -hmm. crazy. And then then we had the
1: to restrict us like that. And, you know, I know when I came to Ottawa the last couple of times, it was like it's terrible because, well, you could eat in your room Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you couldn't there's no restaurant so you had to phone you know and and get uh something to deliver food to your room and then from there to work it's like well no wonder people are so depressed Mm -hmm. and and suffering you know with mental health issues in their homes it's just you can't just be boxed up like that
0: so yeah
1: like reopening like you say we had bc i think was but those are provincial but bc 7 or 75 percent are reopening well we're already at 75 and we're still in our phases Mm -hmm. so uh, personally I alberta was reopening july 1st mm-hmm. fully reopening so yeah and saskatchewan's
0: july 11th personally i hope i really hope that there was a florida of canada we didn't really see anyone rise up and do that and that's me i've kind of you find i'm a little bit more republican on some views but that's <laughs> you know it's 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 so disappointing for a lot of people as well i mean quebec i mean they had a curfew you had to be home by eight yeah. o'clock at night i mean that is come i mean that's unconstitutional I mean, like, like we've seen, like, literally every single province has a charter challenge. We're going in with that with that provincial government as well. I mean, like, look at the uh, when when they hand out COVID fines. I mean, the courts. I mean, they're just throwing them out because they they know that they're all nothing but.
1: Yeah, they can't convict on that. So mm-hmm. what? Uh, wh- why? Why even entertain that? It doesn't make mm-hmm.
0: sense. I don't know exactly. I mean, it, that's. I mean, that's literally how COVID is has been for a lot of people. I mean, I mean, a lot of people they followed the restrictions. It's or, it's or they they kind of gone gone along with the two weeks to, to flatten the curve still over a year ago, but I mean and then people I mean they they keep well if you're fully vaccinated well maybe it people are I mean everything I mean they believe the media completely I mean CBC is completely 100 percent just so biased in this country I mean it's like CNN or MSNBC in the states as, as well.
1: Well, you look at the funding, if, if the government keeps funding them, then of course they have to support the government. Otherwise the next government might not fund them. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you no, look I at think. C-10, I mean, we'd 10 is like crazy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to get some discussion on, in committees to bring in witnesses who can talk about the ramifications of, of CRTC being able to, to, uh, you know, uh, uh, block what we want to put on because I have, Two hundred followers. I, if I say something that isn't exactly what the government wants to hear, they can block it. Like that's, yeah. and people aren't jumping up and down saying, "What are you thinking?" Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, so it, it's like the the Winnipeg Lab issue, right? Like, mm-hmm. we've there's four four different motions that were passed where the government had to disclose why those two uh, Chinese nationalists were were uh, thrown out of Canada. Mm. Uh, and how how in the first place did they get top secret security clearances mm. in the most you know secure lab we have in canada like there's a whole bunch of questions here and the governments define that they mm. defy it they say Well, oh, we're we're going to put that over in the, the national security of intelligence committee of parliamentarians where it's their secret they can't talk about it
0: mm. just uh just over the last month justin trudeau and his government they've been in contempt of the house five times and they've they failed to to fall through all motions i mean look at the uh it was the, I believe it was, oh, my gosh. Uh, well, I think the, uh, they had to table the information for, for C-10 as well. I mean, I mean, they completely yeah. blocked the Justice Department from actually doing a full-on review of C-10, whether whether it's uh, charter interference or not. Like, what well, does they, that tell they, you? And that,
1: that was ruled against them too. Or, and the Speaker's doing a good job. Like, he ruled mm-hmm. against him on that last one on C-10. They, they said, you're, it looks like you're ramming this bill through here. Well hold on a sec, there better be some meaningful discussion before we start passing that bill. So they mm-hmm. kind of got their fingers wrapped for that. But it back to the the Winnipeg lab, like it'll be interesting Monday when uh, you know that. well I don't know how long ago it's been since that rule's been invoked with Parliament where there's now a civilian will have to stand there and hand over the documents.
0: No no we'll yeah, see, exactly. Uh, I like, like people are I mean just pe- I mean the House is I mean Justice Shield's kind of taking Parliament way over to he like he thinks that he that he owns the whole house that he can do whatever the whatever he pleases around i mean look at the uh the weed charity scandal i mean i mean yeah. little kids money here for example such as Pierre Polyev have likes to put this little kids money they donate to the weed charity and that goes to paying for justin trudeau to come and speak at an event
1: yeah or the family like and that's not uh and that's okay like mm-hmm. you gotta wonder about how that even got to to light, like how do they even allow that but Mm -hmm. it does seem he is a bit what we used to call placing above the law uh, because he is Mm -hmm. not uh, living by the rules of Parliament and seems to be getting away with it, I don't Mm -hmm. know how and of course it's really hard to anything real controversial. We have a real hard time because he aligns himself with uh, with NDP or the NDP align themselves with him, yeah. and so we can't ever get a majority to vote against some really important things. And
0: that's the hard thing too, because I mean, so as the opposition now in minority government, you need all three opposition parties to to get something passed. That's really hard. I mean, just even bringing one opposition party on board is is hard enough, and you need two. I mean, yeah, like the,
1: uh, and what's really funny is we we actually get to block on our side a lot of yeah. the time, which
0: is like holy cow. Oh, no, no, exactly. I mean, the, I mean, basically, how with Justin Trudeau likes to to play with the NDP a little bit. He'll oh, we'll uh will we'll give you this campaign promise if you vote with us on, on this, right? And, and that's the that's the reality of it. I mean, as a, as a former RCMP officer, I mean, have you ever seen anything of this magnitude in in your years? No, no,
1: no. I you know we usually were it was pretty. It was pretty black and white. There was some gray there, but now Holy Parliament is gray. Like really? there's no real rules. It seems like it seems like, you know, when something you know something, it, it is wrong. Like accountability. Like, is there no accountability in Parliament? Like with what some of the behavior of, of some of these guys? Like, you know the 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 uh, uh, you know the Vats issue with our with our military. Like, and all we get for answers is yeah we're we've got a plan. Well. There was a plan after the 2015 uh, uh, review that was done on, on the military and how to, how to start to fix it. And nobody, they didn't bother, you know, doing anything about it. Now mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to fix it now. Well, hold a sec. It's, you know, you've, six years. And what's really funny is every time <laughs> we talk to the, the Liberals about what's, what's wrong, like how you guys have done this, they say, well, you know, back in, uh, in Harper's Day, like back in 2008, it's like, well, what about today? Mm-hmm. It's
0: like they always want to go back rather than say, "Well, yeah, well, we actually aren't doing a very good job." Oh, exactly. I mean, that's where you're going to get. Like when you go to health committee and you have Patty Hyde up there, it's, it well, it's Stephen Harper's fault. That's that's really what her what her fallback line is. That's that's what the parliamentary secretaries. Well, under the the Harper Conservatives, there's so many cuts. You've cut even more. The Liberals, I mean, they've cut Hack even more than, than Stephen Harper did. I mean, I mean that's the reality. And then looking at the RCMP, I mean, you have all these you know, far-left radicalists. I mean, they, they call the RCP racists and bigots and that they should be abolished. And it, it, it just blows my mind how ignorant people are and uneducated in yeah. this country.
1: You know, I, I, the RCMP's got some work to do for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my time in it. But, you know, when you're policing small towns, like I police Crest in small town, and I didn't see any any—there was no systemic racism— uh when i was there i never i have never i've seen that so um i'm not saying it's not there i've I've never seen it it's not bred into people from you know that organization that certainly is not true um but they still can they do need some help i think i think the rcmp's biggest flaw right now is they need to hire people who want to go to the different areas like Mm -hmm. so if you're going to a rural area they need to hire people who that's kind of their where they, they fit in, that's where they want to mm-hmm. go. If you want to work in a municipality like a, a Surrey or Burnaby, in the in, you know in the Vancouver area, fair enough, that's that's where you should be going. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think we need to the RCMP needs to kind of let the provinces do their hiring based on what the provincial needs are, not based on mm-hmm. Ottawa's priorities of who they should hire um, in, in contract policing. Definitely, uh, you know, and in the federal side, they just need to ramp it up. Like if they if we're if organized crime and gang activity is a, is a huge priority which it is quit talking about confiscating you know guns from legal mm-hmm. gun owners who store them and, and purchase them legally you know have authority to have them spending you know one to two billion i even heard the other day it might be up to five billion dollars wow. to buy back uh, some of these guns that that you know what they're they're a 22 but they or airsoft but they look bad you know, like they're camel mm-hmm. colored or something. Yeah. It makes it is not it's not used in the commission fence. You don't see too many people with a Pell or arpal going down and robbing a Seven like, Eleven. It's not <laughs> happening. So, and yet, and yet that's their that's this whole bill that they have. The C twenty one is on. Well, let's take legal guns from legal gun owners. It's absolutely crazy mm-hmm. that they're even thinking that way. When we should be putting that money into enforcement and into uh, some some crime reduction programs, which help. Mm-hmm. People who, like the opioid crisis, help people who mm-hmm. are, are having some, some issues and get kids away from that glamorized lifestyle of gangs, mm-hmm. and that's, that's a huge problem, we've got we've to work on that, but not taking guns from legal gun owners. And, yeah. you know, Kootenai, Columbia, of course, we have a lot of ranchers, farmers, hunters. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people. but people hunt,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. Here, here's a pretty good example. I was talking to a friend of my daughter's, and she was saying to me, "Well, w- w- why do people have guns?" I said, "Well, they usually go out and they hunt, and what they hunt, they feed their families for the winter and that sort of thing." And she said, "Well, why don't you just go to the Safeway?" I said, "Well, in most rural communities, th- they don't have Safeways, so they they use that, and it's and it's Safeway expensive, and they don't have a lot of money." Mm-hmm. And she said, "Oh, well, that's." It, I didn't know that. She said, I've always lived in a large city where I could walk to a meat market or, you know, a food store. It was within walking distance. It didn't even have to drive. Yeah. I said, well, no, that's not the way it is in, in, in a lot of rural areas. And she said, you know, I never thought of that because I've never really lived in, in a rural kind of area. And, and then I told her a lot of people sports shoot. Like uh, there's a lot of, you know, uh, sports people who are, they, they have very expensive Uh, guns that they use for for sport shooting and uh, it's their hobby and they transport them legally they store them legally just kind of like she has golf clubs like her sport is golf and i said their sport is they like to to shoot at targets and and it's actually it's an olympic sport so Mm -hmm. it's i think it uh, there's a lot of education needs to go on with 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 guns and hopefully you know, uh, we can get back to that. That's not going to. Ha- We're not going to have any more discussions till next September on C twenty one because I've got a ten minute speech all rallied up, ready to fire back at those guys.
0: Perfect. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to hear it. I think. Uh, I think definitely right there. You're, you're exactly right, Rob. I mean, kids my age. I mean, they're having been to school in it, three, two to three months now, and and they're coming to approach the summer. What they do? I mean, they they take their airsoft guns. They they paintball. They do whatever in the summer because that's the only thing that they can do because it's outside. I mean, and then you, and then just, you know, oh, we're going to take them, we're going to take the one just because they, you say camo or they look like guns. That's unbelievable. I mean, as you said, I mean, people, uh, while while they hunt, I mean, some people in rural communities, I mean, they're going two to three hours one way just to go to the pharmacy or the doctor's office or the the post office. I mean, people have to commute and people don't have time to go to the grocery store just like they do in urban, in urban, uh, rural communities as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm, pretty. It's it's uh, I I, I and and of course, but you got to look at the the author of that bill is uh, is is the minister for public safety. But then, <laughs> his obviously his experience in policing is administrative, mm-hmm. and you talk to operational people uh, who work gangs and organized crime, and uh, they'll tell you that they're not arresting people who have legal firearms legal guns.
0: Really, wow. Uh, firearms, well, they're, I, they're not. You know, it's funny during uh, Bill's Blair's time as the. Uh, the rcmp commissioner i mean he was uh, pretty much responsible for carding back in the back in the day so i don't th- i don't think we'll take any lessons from from gun reform on him <laughs> that's a
1: common word in, in parliament oh we're not taking any lessons from <laughs> the liberals we're not taking I know, any lessons you,
0: from you have to be problem. part of venture about it t-rex right? you can't really get into it. i mean literally people got I mean, they get thrown out for wearing i love can of gas and oil pins i mean they literally oh, get thrown out of the yeah, house I for that.
1: that martin there yeah
0: yeah, it's and he had it on an next title. Oh, did he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's right. It, it just blows on. because literally, I mean, I think it's the common consensus. If if they don't really have a problem with it, then they can kind of go ahead. And it's it's the, the liberals and the NDP and the Bloc that are completely against gas and oil, Canada's economy. I mean, like like at least one third of Canada's income comes from oil and gas sector workers. Uh, it it, it wow. blows my mind.
1: How about how about the fact that uh, <laughs> Quebec is importing their oil? From Saudi and Venezuela, which are have no real rules on how they're how they're Mm -hmm. getting it out of the ground and how they're treating employees, where we are very strict, very ethical, uh, the highest grade oil, you know, done as professional and as the best way possible, Mm -hmm. and yet they continue bringing in boatloads of oil from those other countries when. Mm -hmm. Alberta can supply
0: it. I don't know exactly. I mean, they
1: don't talk about that, that much.
0: I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, BC and Quebec—they kind of seem to think that that they kind of have an edge over over Alberta on where how they how they pleased with their with their oil as well. I mean, Alberta. I mean, they could literally just. I mean, if Quebec interferes too much, I mean, Alberta could literally shut off the taps to to to, uh, to Quebec.
1: And well, like, line line five is a, is a pretty good example. If mm-hmm. they shut down line five in the U.S., that's all the propane. And jet fuel, by the way, that goes to uh, the Toronto airport, Pearson. Mm-hmm. So, they, if they shut that down, that, that, that's the end of the propane. Yeah. They'll do that in the wintertime and see how happy people are. Oh,
0: no, exactly. I mean, yeah, I, people, I mean, literally, like people are, I mean, they're shipping in literally dirty oil from, from Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, and then they're bringing them back on, on high powered gas fuel jets to come back yeah. into Canada. And environment, environmentalists don't really seem to do that. I mean, to to acknowledge that. I mean, kind of going up to the house, the house. Sometimes you kind of see there those those radicals out on the hill with the, with their plastic flags.
1: Yeah, plastic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know exactly. Yeah, everything they're wearing. I mean, look at our yeah. our, our phones, for example. I mean, they're uh, they're made from oil and gas. Sector. Literally, everything around us is made from oil and gas sector workers. Yeah,
1: yeah well,
0: cell phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it, yeah. People, I mean, people are, are so... You think for the most educated uh, country in the world, though, we don't really... People are not that many people are educated enough. Yeah, I mean, sure. people... I mean, my generation, they're not even ready to do anything. I mean, some of them... I mean, they don't... They're expecting the universal basic income. I don't want to sit on mommies and daddies' couch and get paid watching Netflix. I don't want that. I want to actually get out into the workforce and, and put in hard work as conservatives. I mean, we're all for hard work, and, and that pays off in the end. I mean... P, that is one of our, our common uh, views as conser- as, 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 conservatives. as
1: conservatives and you know I can say that you know from Cody Columbia uh, there's so many people I know that just all they want to do is go back to work they they are do not want to sit there and, and uh, you know collect money and same with businesses they want to open they want to get back to work they're not mm-hmm. they're not they don't want to sit there and just let somebody pay for them but they, not at all
0: no definitely I mean people in this country uh, people I've you kind of go from that, that huge blue wave in 2011, and, and then 2015. You, you kind of think to yourself, what's kind of happened to, what's kind of happened to Canadians over the over the last decade, right? I mean, we had that massive blue wave across the GTA, across BC, across everywhere. I mean, Nova Scotia, the the east was actually blue. Can you believe that? And and, and then you kind of just look at now and well, where's Canada gone? I mean, every day Canada moves more to the left than than ever.
1: Yeah, I know we got to The problem is, too, most people who are more right or even centric are the, kind of the silent majority. And the silent mm-hmm. majority doesn't do anything. It's When the silent majority gets wakes up, it could be a different story. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. that with what's happening and, and some of the things that the liberals are doing, that the silent majority starts speaking out and saying, no, hold it, sex, mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. And then the, the, the uh, vocal minority will be overpowered.
0: I mean the sad part about it about it Rob is that we're going into election with, with three right wing parties. I mean we have the Conservative Party, the Maverick Party, as well as the as well as the People's Party. I mean, that I mean that's going to be a lot of vote splitting out west as well. I mean that's that's yeah, going to come into effect in, in BC. I don't and think
1: there's a, a a Maverick in my writing. PPC was here last time. Hmm. Um, the only thing is what you try to tell people is yeah they are hard right all on wow. everything. And I don't think that's, that's the way to go, personally, but mm. uh, uh, they're not going to form government. I know exactly. So I mean, try that... to, you try to talk to them and say, listen, maybe pick somebody who could form government who is somewhat your like.
0: Yeah no, yeah, no, speaking to, uh, to Mr. Hill, I mean, he's kind of like, he really said that they're, that they're not going to form governments at all, because I mean, they don't even have enough seats out West. I mean, at least one third of the seats in Parliament actually come from Ontario, and, and that's just wrong, personally. Look, like every 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 other single province, it, it's just, it's it's it just it's really dumb.
1: It, we're trying to actually uh, have them reassess the the boundaries based really? on population. And if that's the case, then I think Alberta, BC gets is going to get more seats. Alberta get a mm-hmm. few more, but they'll be coming from the likes of uh, you know some of the other places that don't have the population but have mm-hmm. the seats, which yeah. isn't democracy.
0: I oh, yeah. not exactly I mean can you believe the GTA getting even smaller with the seats than they have now yeah it's just well yeah. I, it, it's crazy Rob well I just wanted to to thank you so much for for coming up. Uh, it was uh, it was great to have you on here and I um I look forward I uh, hope that we can get you back on here
1: yeah you bet. I'll get me on when we uh hopefully when we get back to to doing something more during the summer if you've uh if you've got uh you've got some time just give me a shout and I'll tell you what's happening and what events because we're kind of we're kind of different here. We're pretty rural, so we're opening up. But I've always, ever since I started, I've met people. So mm-hmm. I've never sat in my house or sat. My office has been open the whole time.
0: Well, good for you, so, Rob. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much for, for coming yeah. on here. and It's great to have you. Okay, take care. Thanks. And that was Rob Morrison, the MP for Coutenay Columbia. Make sure to click the like and subscribe button and also to tune in on the next episode of Conservative Roundup.